0: father in heaven we thank you for the privilege of life we also recognize that this is a token of your love towards us and that it is not because of our righteousness that we live today therefore we say all praise glory honor and adoration be unto your holy name now and forevermore grant to us grace O Lord that we may be a glory and a praise to your name of our own selves We cannot do what pleases you. But we pray that you grant us of your spirit, that we may walk in a way that pleases you. We pray, Father, that as we go through our devotion today, you would speak to us words that will lift us up and encourage us to walk that narrow way and to do the things that are right and pleasing in your sight. Touch our hearts, dear Lord, and grant us all of your spirit, that as we listen, our hearts will be touched, to make the right decision for you put your words in my mouth lord that i may speak as the oracles of god speak through me to your children in jesus name i've prayed amen conflict and courage january 31 until the day and spared not the old world but saved Noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly 2nd Peter chapter 2 verse 5 God warned the inhabitants of the old world of what he proposed to do in cleansing the earth of its impurity but they laughed to scorn what they regarded as a superstitious prediction. Many at first appeared to receive the warning, yet they did not turn to God with true repentance. They were unwilling to renounce their sins. During the time that elapsed before the coming of the flood, their faith was tested and they failed to endure the trial. Overcome by the prevailing unbelief, they finally joined their former associates in rejecting the solemn message. Some were deeply convicted and would have heeded the words of warning, but there were so many to jest and ridicule that they partook of the same spirit. And were soon among the boldest and most defiant scoffers. For none are so reckless and go to such lengths in sin as do those who have once had light but have resisted the convicting spirit of God. They continued their festivities and their gluttonous feasts. They ate and drank planted and builded, laying their plans in reference to advantages they hoped to gain in the future. And they went to greater lengths in wickedness, and in defiant disregard of God's requirements, to testify that they had no fear of the infinite one. Had the antediluvians believed the warning, and repented of their evil deeds? the Lord would have turned aside his wrath, as he afterwards did from Nineveh. But by their obstinate resistance to the reproofs of conscience and the warnings of God's prophet, that generation filled up the measure of their iniquity and became ripe for destruction. The Lord has sent us by his ambassadors messages of warning declaring that the end of all things is at hand some will listen to these warnings but by the vast majority they will be disregarded thus will it be when christ comes farmers merchants lawyers tradesmen will be wholly engrossed in business and upon them the day of the Lord will come as a snare. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Until the Day. Our key text is taken from the book of 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 which says, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Our Lord Jesus solemnly prophesied in the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 38, saying, For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day, that noah entered into the ark here it is that our lord jesus is telling us that there will be a preaching of the word but many will not even make a budge they will not move they will continue eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage in the corruptions till the day that noah entered into the ark they won't change many will be like that looking at the case of the antediluvians, we have been able to see so many things in comparison to our world today. But this giant race before the flood could have achieved great things, they were capable of much. And they could have been among the most godly and righteous of all generations. But they abused the talents given to them. And in abusing these talents, the Lord declared in Genesis 6 verse 7, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, so take note, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled, filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh all flesh take note all flesh not just human beings all flesh the fowls of the air the creeping things the beast all flesh including humanity had corrupted his way upon the earth and god said unto noah the end of all flesh is come before me For the earth is filled with violence through them, not just through man, but through them, that is all flesh, including creeping things, the birds of the air, and the beasts of the field. And God said, And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Why were the beasts and fowls of the air to be destroyed along with man? God gives his reasons. It was not only man that was corrupted, man, on account of his great talent, had and knowledge had not been faithful with his God-given talents. They had abused it. They had used it to modify and mutate both themselves and the animals through that wicked amalgamation that we talked about in the devotion titled Abused Talents. The animals for the most part, along with men, were all corrupt before God and all of them, all of them, including the animals, the birds, all of them had become violent because of the corruption, the corruption that the talents of men had been used upon them. The corruption filled the earth and the earth was filled with violence. Through this wicked amalgamation, violence had filled the earth to such a degree that the only remedy was for God to destroy all of them. Now, if you understand the great love and mercy and long-suffering of God, you will also understand that for such a loving and merciful kind and tender and compassionate God to give up not just on man but on the beast also it must have been a wonderful and amazing corruption and violence that must have filled the earth the violence here was no small violence like we have already seen the violence was great Man had mutated both himself and even the animal kingdom to create some vicious and deadly creatures both out of themselves and out of the birds and the beasts. One can only imagine the kind of corruption and violence that must have led our loving God to make this statement in Genesis 6 verse 7. I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. What will make the Lord to say it repented me that I had made them? Let none imagine that God was pleased to, to make this decision. God had come to a point where all efforts to restore man could avail nothing. He said in Genesis 6 verse 3, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. So here he still gave man 120 years of probation. The Lord's spirit was striving with the people before the flood, but it came to a point That they continued in their planting and building, marrying and giving in marriages, drinking and eating, till the day Noah entered the ark. He preached for 120 years. They continued in their evil for that 120 years, till the day Noah entered the ark. The world today, as our good Lord Jesus prophesied, is like the world before the flood. There is actually very little difference between us and them. Men hate and despise God and they are involved in terrible wickedness today. Corruptions of humanity exist, corrupting blood and corrupting practices. All flesh are corrupting their way before God today. The seeds of iniquity is in the blood and is being transferred as a legacy from parents to children. Children have been born with their animal passions largely in the ascendancy. Parents have abused their marriage privileges and have borne children who indeed are men of renown. Not renown for good, but like the children born to the sons of God and the daughters of men, they are renowned for wickedness and corruption because of the evil and sexual perversions transferred to them by the lustful practices of their parents may the lord help us we see these things happen to us and happening around us the evil propensities of children today who are even some of them have grown to be adults it's great when parents choose to abuse the marriage privileges it will affect the children even more and satan will be able to control those children more than he even did the parents and the thing gets worse and worse and that is the same thing that was happened to the antediluvians and it's happening today people are talking about being born gay while it is true that nobody is born gay per se the fact remains that people are born with a certain inclination in them and this inclination does not appear from nowhere it, it comes from what their parents transfer to them parents The more you continue in this marrying and giving in marriages, inordinate and excessive practices on your marriage bed, be sure that your children are going to be born with these lustful tendencies, largely in the ascendancy in them. You don't know how it's going to show itself. It may show itself in them being homosexual and lesbian. It may show itself in them having a natural irritation of their sexual organs and just going into self-abuse and masturbation. It may show itself in other sexual perversions. Be careful, parents. For the things that happened to those sons of God who married those daughters of men, the Bible said they gave birth to children that were renowned. They were evil themselves great evil came through them and great evil will come through those children that will be born to those parents who married because they were looking at physical attributes they wanted to please themselves sexually i'll go on we'll talk about that when it comes to marriage oh long ago man has matched the corruption in this direction too many do not care to do marriage in God's way. They are taking to themselves wives and husbands which they choose. They are afraid to allow God to choose for them because they think God will not satisfy their desires. Sexual excess in marriage, sexual perversions of all kinds, adverts abound, telling us how to be a man and satisfy the insatiable desires of the daughters of men and the sons of men. You go to YouTube now and just before you play a video and then you see an advert of a lady telling you, oh, buy this drug, it will help you to perform. Male and female Viagra and many other such like drugs and chemicals proposing to enhance sexual experience. is all over the place, sex toys and sex movies, now they are even teaching children that it is okay to masturbate. You wouldn't believe the nonsense in the textbooks of the children today, oh brothers and sisters. The world is ripe in iniquity and its end is near. The world today in matters of sexual perversion has matched the antediluvian world. But the Lord is giving us warning. How about the genetic engineering of the past? Today we see so many movies promoting this same possibility of having mutants. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Iron Man, X Men, Spider Man, etc. Where do you think the inspiration for these movies are coming from? From the same devils that inspired the Antediluvians. Now we have what we call CRISPR, a technology that proposes to mutate man to even living for a thousand years, they say. Making designer babies, super soldiers like Captain America, Wolverine and so on, they, they say the possibilities are limitless They can do many things with this technology. In case you think I'm talking fables here, why don't you do the diligence to research what I'm saying? Man is treading on dangerous ground as in the past. CRISPR is here to stay. What will be the result? What will man use it for? God only knows. The world has reached the same state it was in before the flood in corruption but the Lord is giving us some years of probation in which he is pleading with us to repent of our evils. This time of probation will last until that day, until that day that Noah enters the ark. We don't have all the time in the world, we only have until that day for us that day, we don't know what that day will be. We don't know when the probation will end but the Lord is giving us some time now until that day until that day when the Lord will come Matthew 24 verse 38 and 39 For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son of man be eating and drinking we've talked about that the same thing is happening we have matched the world in every direction we have matched the world before the flood is it in eating and drinking oh we've matched them is it in marrying and giving in marriage we've matched them is it in the corruptions we have matched them is it in the business and going about in uh, doing all the planting and the building oh just go look around you We we are doing exactly the same thing this world is ripe but what will be your reaction to this call to come out of iniquity and prepare until and for that day the same reaction of the antediluvians will be seen today from what we read in our devotion we are told these solemn words of the reaction of the people in that time. It says, Conflict and Courage, page 37, paragraph 6. Some will listen to these warnings, but by the vast majority, they will be disregarded. Various reactions, but majority will, will disregard the message. One reaction we see is that some, were afraid, they responded, but they later backslid. We read that in page 37, paragraph 3, it says that some were, they, they responded, they heard it, but they didn't change their practices. So many at first appeared to receive the warning, yet they did not turn to God with repentance. They were unwilling to renounce their sins. During the time that elapsed before the coming of the flood, that is before that day, So there was a probation they heard the message the way you're hearing it now they they seemed to have received the warning but as time went on before that day their faith was tested and they failed to endure trial overcome by the prevailing unbelief they finally joined their former associates in rejecting the solemn message i hope this is not you but it will be someone nevertheless It may be me, but I pray it is not me who would respond like this. First of all, I would they heard the message, they responded. But when trial came, and they started to make losses in their business, and in order to make the business to boom, they have to sin against God. In order to have what they had before, it required that they would put their hands in evil. They could not endure the trial as they saw their business crumbling, or perhaps they got sick. And then they started to doubt whether these truths were even true. They wanted to what they were thinking is no longer true. They were they were tested. But when they were tested, they gave up and went back to their own belief. This is one reaction. And there was a second reaction, which is perhaps the most fearful of them. There were those who had deep conviction. But this deep conviction was followed by a kind of backsliding that is terrible. And then they entered into great wickedness. Reading it says, Some were deeply convicted and would have heeded the words of warning. But there were so many to jest and ridicule that they partook of the same spirit and were soon among the boldest and most defiant scoffers. For none are so reckless and go to such lengths in sin as do those who have once had light but have resisted the convicting spirit of God. End of quote these class of people you don't want to be here because I know that their punishment will be great these ones did not react out of fear they were actually deeply convicted by the Holy Spirit these are those who we could say sinned against the Holy Spirit after deep conviction they were sure that what Noah was saying is the truth they they knew the Holy Spirit had convicted them that it is true that flood was going to come but how did they react later on because of ridicule mockery of people what did they do they went back to their former ways but like it says no one is so reckless and goes to such lengths in sin as do those who have once had light but have resisted the convicting spirit of God these ones because they had been convicted before when they went back in their backsliding, what happened? They became the most the most reckless sinners. They became the greatest scoffers of Noah. And I pray that we will not be among these people. There was a third class who, they didn't have any fear at all, no conviction. They never even changed their ways. In paragraph four, we read, They continued laying their plans in reference to advantages they hoped to gain in the future. And they went to greater lengths in wickedness and in defiant disregard of God's requirements to testify that they had no fear of the infinite one. As Noah would preach, they would go deeper into their sin to show Noah that we don't believe anything you are saying. I'm showing you that I believe no, not even a drop of rain is going to fall. They continued in their wickedness and laying their plans in defiance. And I hope that this will not be us. And there was a fourth class and I pray that we all will be in this class. This class had true conversion and deep repentance. In tomorrow's devotion, we'll talk more about them but I will just suffice to say, in Conflict and Courage page 38, paragraph 5 we'll read, Methuselah and his sons and grandsons lived in the time of the building of the ark. They with some others received instruction from Noah and assisted him in building the ark now the lord has sent us by his ambassadors messages of warning so i pray that we all will be in this class we'll talk more about it tomorrow but let us let us respond to the call that god is making to us today let us respond the lord has sent us by his ambassadors messages of warning declaring that the end of all things is at hand Some will listen to those warnings, but by the vast majority, they will be disregarded. Thus will it be when Christ comes. Farmers, merchants, lawyers, tradesmen will be wholly engrossed in business, and upon them the day of the Lord will come as a snare. You see what you are hearing from me now is the beginning of that 120 years of probation and what you have been hearing from many other preachers warning you it is still let us say a warning from the lord we are under our own years of probation we will not live up to 120 years the life in which we live now till the day we die or till jesus comes that is the time we have for probation and out of these four reactions we saw we will be one of them these four reactions will be exhibited again where will you be where will i be i do not separate myself we all are the antediluvians of our day we have been marrying and giving in marriage eating and drinking we are corrupt i as well as you have been among those in that affluent society those talented ones who have abused the talents but the lord calls us to repentance for the day is at hand this call will go on until that day That day may be when we die or that day when Christ comes. It is my prayer that we all will be among those who will join Noah in preparing that ark in true repentance and forsake our sins that we all may be safe in the ark in that day. Now, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11 tells us, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Where will you be? These things happened. To show us an example, you may be among any of these four reactions. The vast majority will react in the first three ways. They will not listen. I pray that we all will be among the few who would respond. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us these years of probation. We thank you, Lord, for sending the message to us to repent. We have been marrying and giving in marriage, eating and drinking. We have been among those who have been abusing our talents, using it for the wrong purposes. Lord in heaven, please forgive us. The possibility is high that when trial comes, we may turn away from you and go in or go on in our wickedness. The possibility is great that we will be among those who will continue in unbelief lord we do not want to be among them we want to be among those who will respond in a positive manner and help in building that ark and be safe inside that ark our natural tendencies our cultivated behaviors struggle against us lord please help us that we may turn away from our iniquities in deep conviction and repentance towards god that none of us will be found wanting on that day may this be our experience in jesus name of prayed. amen